You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hello, America. You like listening to knowledgeable people who are passionate about what they do? Wilbur does, don't you, Wilbur? But what about Daisy? She likes to listen to shows about pop culture, movies, television, and comic books. Good thing Wilbur and Daisy found the Nerd Bliss Podcast. You, too, can find the Nerd Bliss Podcast at nerdblisspodcast.com and on the ESO Network. Just remember, Nerd Bliss is one word. And welcome again to the Monster Sci-Fi Show Podcast. I am your host, The Monster, and I'm going to give you a little special treat. Not really a treat. More like a trick. Because you thought it will be like, oh, we're back to our normal schedule. Like my sci-fi news, though. No, not this week. In fact, I'm recording this right now during my lunch. And... When I'm done with this, I'm going to be going out to uh, an outreach, so my day is still not done. Um, but the reason why I'm recording this uh, is because I want to get this done ahead of time. I'm planning to uh, take a break this weekend since yesterday being Tuesday. I did my library presentation for the podcast learning circle that I have been doing for the past six, uh, six seven weeks. And... The presentation went very well. We're going to be starting a second learning circle uh, for the staff. And we're going to post all the podcasts that we created internally for other staff members to listen to and get feedback. And then start the process, so to speak, of building the infrastructure. So that's going to be an exciting thing to worry about. Like, I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to be doing it. And that's cool. Um, But it's also nerve-wracking. Just like uh, when I had started the the presentation, you know, I had went into a very lengthy explanation of all the different concerns, uh, timelines to, to launch certain things. And I'm like, I was going down a rabbit hole that was just like, it was just too much. But when I cut that part out, even though I'm fully versed of all the, the nuanced stuff about, you know, the hosting site or issues with uh, statistics or um, how we're going to deal with artwork and all that stuff. I knew all that for the, money, the many years that I've been doing podcasting, right? Um, but I held off. You know, the very last uh, screenshot was, where do we go from here? And then I was asked, what were my ideas? Because it was just, that's where we were at at this point. So it was kind of similar to like, uh, in my head I was thinking, oh, it feels like this kind of moment. Uh, Peter Jackson, when he was trying to get funding for the Lord of the Rings, um, he initially did, you know, um, bits of... What the costuming, what the costumes would look like, some uh, 
rough special effects things of that nature and he's trying to pitch this around and like you know it's like it's fantastic but you know no one was taking it so his last pitch effort uh the backers were like this should be three movies these are three books not just the one that peter jackson was hoping to do and so he was kind of like yeah we should be doing three I mean, that was the hope that he was having, that they would do three separate movies as opposed to comprising all three books into one. So, um, so when you see that little video tidbit, that's the moment that I was feeling in my head. You know, it's like, so what are your ideas? Well, this is what I think we can do. So it was kind of like, don't go full nerdy that you're going to lose them with uh, technical terms to just talk about the the real world applications things that we can be doing internally and how it can lead to external things uh, for both the staff as well as the patrons so I was very happy uh, overall with everyone's podcast and I'm happy that we're moving forward to the next step and continue with uh, this new hopefully um, exciting library service that is going to be generated soon so I, I cannot wait to uh to get going my only concern is just that this may take a lot more of my energies so i'm wondering about when i do this kind of podcast the stuff that i love to do on a, on a weekly basis uh will i be able to manage this and i'm gonna have to figure out somehow to do this but in any case um i'm taking a nice break a well-deserved break uh, with Mr. Gene, we're going to celebrate his 50th birthday. So, I'm looking forward to it. But in the meantime, you have this podcast, which I'm recording right now. Again, during my lunch, and it's going to go up on Friday. So, hopefully, in the future, this is what's going to happen. Alright, so enough of me yakking. Now, let's get down to business. The Saturn Awards, basically, is like the nerdiest of all pop culture awards that you can ever hope for but it's the stuff that if you listen to this podcast this is everything this is the Academy Awards for us you know when we talk about best picture we're not worrying about the days where Chariots of Fire is gonna be the winner over Raiders of the Lost Ark when in this case if it was a Saturn Award Chariots of Fire would not even be there so uh, I will say this I did this podcast back in 2017 Somehow, I forgot to do the 2018. And then, because of the podcast stuff that I'm doing at the library, I missed the nomination that happened on, I think, mid-July. So, like, I didn't catch it until literally just the other day. So, I was wondering, you know, what can I do to kind of record a quick podcast that was less time-sensitive or less intensive uh, for me to, to edit. So, basically, it's like a one-take and... Just slap the music intros and all that and off it goes and then set for Friday. So um, I had Mr. Gene go over the list of the different nominations as well as Michelle St. Martin who was a guest on my Godzilla King of the Monsters. So if you go to the show notes you can see there's a link there so if you want to listen to our show it is listed there. So the idea would be rather than saying who had the most like everyone had to pick all the categories you know who got the most right it was better off to let's do a percentage of how many questions or how many categories did you pick 
and then within those that sampling what was your ratio of right to wrong answers so if you picked let's say one category and you hope that this was going to be your winner and it turns out that didn't win well then obviously it's a hundred percent against your favorite or zero that you didn't get anything so to me the the the, the better chances uh, would be to answer more of uh, what you want as a winner in your different categories but you also run the risk of having a lot more wrong answers than right answers so let's start off with mr. gene he had picked 11 categories and picked his winners which I'll go over Michelle picked 22 categories and for me I picked 37 so you can see we kind of run the gambit so let's start off with the best action slash adventure film release um i don't know cold pursuit i know escape room i saw glass it was okay uh there was john wick haven't seen it mission impossible fallout and skyscraper so michelle and gene both picked john wick which i would agree but i haven't seen it uh mission impossible fallout I would say even though I'm not a fan of the Mission Impossible series as a whole they are entertaining and the, the Halo jump I think is by far uh, the most impressive thing because that was actually Tom Cruise leaping out of the damn plane so that in itself is fantastic not that John Wick is not I mean the, the whole choreography and the gung-fu uh, is fantastic but uh, until I see you know that movie which is on hold or on request to the library i'll see one day um i i really can't say for that for certain so but there are many times in which i think uh, we picked categories or picked our ideas of the winners even if we didn't see or know of the project but we kind of feel strongly about that area so that may be the case in some situations all right so the the best actor in a film there's Chris Evans for Avengers Endgame, Jeff Bridges for Bad Times at, El, at the El Royale, Keanu Reeves for John Wick, Mel Gibson for Dragged Across Concrete, Nicolas Cage for Mandy, Robert Downey Jr. for Avengers Endgame, and Tom Cruise Mission Impossible Fallout. So for here, uh, Michelle picked uh, Nicolas Cage for Mandy, and I picked Robert Downey Jr. for Avengers Endgame. So again, Gene does not have to answer or you know it doesn't go against him if he doesn't get that category all right so for best actress we have Brie Larson as Captain Marvel <laughs> Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins Returns Jamie Lee Curtis Halloween Lupita Nyong'o is for us Nicole Kidman Destroyer Octavia Spencer for Ma and Tony Collette for Hereditary so Michelle picked Tony Collette for Hereditary uh, Lupita Nyong'o uh, was for my pick for us uh, my backup would have been Jamie Lee Curtis for Halloween just because I thought she gave a great performance in that movie although I'm still kind of ticked that they're doing two more sequels yeah all right uh, best animated film release we have how to train your dragon 3 never seen the first two uh, Ralph breaks the internet was bored by it uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, we have The Grinch, The Incredibles 2, and Toy Story 4. So all three of us picked Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, so that's probably the only one 
that we all have a vested interest in. Best comic book movie, as I start, best comic book motion picture release. We have Aquaman, Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War, Captain Marvel, Shazam, Spider-Man Far From Home, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Now, here's the one thing that I was kind of ticked about, is that the voting uh, year kind of overlapped more than a year, so that in this case, you would have two Avengers movies, you can have two Spider-Man movies. So, that's the kind of thing that was, wasn't that crazy about. Uh, but Gene picked Avengers Endgame for best comic to motion picture. Michelle and I picked Spider-Man Far From Home. Best fantasy film release. We have Yesterday, Aladdin, Dumbo, Fantastic Beast: The Crimes of Grindelwald, Godzilla King of the Monsters, Mary Poppins Returns, Toy Story 4. Mr. Gene picked Aladdin. Michelle and I picked Godzilla for obvious reasons. Again, you can listen to our podcast on glowing reviews over Godzilla. Alright, best film costume design. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce her last names, but it's Chen Mizeng for Shadow. Judy, Judiana Moscovi, Moscovi, Moscova, Sky, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, I'm so sorry. Avengers Endgame. Kim Barnett for Aquaman, Leah Butler for Shazam, Michael Wilkinson for Aladdin, and uh, Sandy Powell for Mary Poppins Return. So, Michelle picked Chen for Shadows, and I picked Kim Barrett for Aquaman. Best Director, Best Film Director. We have uh, Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck for Captain Marvel, Anthony Russo and Joe Russo for Avengers Endgame. Sorry about the win, but I'm in a park, so that's... I'll try to minimize that as much as I can in the podcast. Uh, Guy Ritchie for Aladdin, James Wan for Aquaman, Jordan Peele for Us, Karen Kusuma for Destroyer, Steven Spielberg for Ready Player One, and Yumao Zhang for Shadow. I was the only one. No. Um, I picked the Anthony Russo's, the Russo brothers, Anthony and Joe Russo. And Michelle picked Jordan Peele for us. I would like to say that Jordan Peele will get it, but I also think in my head the the vastness of what these last Avenger movies have been about, having two people direct this kind of massive big blockbuster hit, I think is impressive. But uh, yeah, I'm still pulling either way. So, all right, best film editing. We have Christopher Tullifson for Quiet Place, Yvonne Schiff for John Wick 3, James Herbert for Aladdin, Jeffrey Ford, Matthew Schmidt for Avengers Endgame, Kirk Mori for Aquaman, Nicholas Monsour for Us. So Michelle and I pick Christopher Tullifson for Quiet Place. Next we have Best Film Makeup. We have Avengers, um, Destroyer, Drive Across Concrete, Overlord, Pet Cemetery, Pet Cemetery, Superior, and The Dead Don't Die. I went with Avengers Endgame, and Michelle went with Superior. Best Film Music. We have Alan Menken for Aladdin, Alan Silvestri for Avengers Endgame as well as for Ready Player One, 
Bear McCreary, McCreary for Godzilla King of the Monsters, Danny Elfman for Dumbo, Mark Shaman for Mary Poppins Return. So this one, Michelle and I both picked Bear McCreary for Godzilla King of the Monsters. Best Film Production Design. We have it for Aquaman, Avengers Endgame, Aladdin, Mary Poppins, Shadow, Dumbo, and Us. Um, I went with Bill Brzezinski for Aquaman and Ruth D. Jong, Michelle picked for Us. All right, best film special, uh, best film special slash visual effects. We have a Quiet Place. We have Aladdin. We have Avengers, Endgame, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Mission Impossible, Fallout. Ready Player One, Spider-Man Far From Home. Again, Michelle and I picked Godzilla King of the Monsters. So, good taste there, Michelle. <laughs> or maybe I'll have good taste in, because of her. There you go. Uh, best Film Writing. So, we have it for A Quiet Place, Avengers Endgame, Mission Impossible Fallout, Bad Times at the El Royale, us burning and then dragged across concrete so I'm, I'm not going to pronounce all these different names it's, it's killing me already uh, so I picked as well as Michelle uh, Jordan Peele for us um, I love the first movie the get out and us I think it was definitely on par now for best horror film release we have a quiet place Halloween hereditary overlord pet cemetery the dead don't die and us here all three of us voted and we all had different votes mr. Jean picked a quiet place Michelle picked hereditary and I picked Halloween best independent film release we have only one person which was Michelle who picked um, in this category out of the the nominations we have American animals and of the apocalypse Mandy Ophelia Summer of 84, The Man Who Killed Hitler, and then big, and then the Bigfoot, uh, and then the man, the, and then the Tomorrowland. So Mandy was her choice for best independent film release. Um, and then also for best international film release, uh, we have Aniara, Border, Burning, Ghost Stories, Shadow, and The Guilty. And Michelle picked Ghost Stories. We'll see how that turns out. Best performance by a young actor in a film. So we have Asher Angel from Shazam, Evan Alex from Us, Jack Dylan Grazer from Shazam, Melissa Simmons from A Quiet Place, Bobby Brown, Millie Bobby Brown from Godzilla King of the Monsters, Shahadi Wright Joseph for Us. Tom Holland for Spider-Man Far From Home. Michelle picked Millicent for A Quiet Place and I picked Tom Holland for Spider-Man. Best Science Fiction Film Release. We have Alita Battle Angel, Bumblebee, Jurassic Park, Fallen Kingdom, the sequel, not the, well, not that Jurassic Park, you know, one, two, and three. Uh, Ready Player One, Solo, A Star Wars Story, Sorry to bother you and upgrade. So here, 
I know Mr. Gene saw Alita Battle Angel. I have it at home on DVD. He liked it a lot, so he, that was his pick. Michelle picked Upgrade, and I picked Solo, A Star Wars Story. Again, I think that's a underappreciated movie for any Star Wars fan to watch. All right, Best Supporting Actor in a Film. We have Jeremy Renner for Avengers Endgame, John Lithgow for Pet Cemetery, Josh Brolin for Avengers Infinity War, Lewis Pullman for Bad Times at the El Real, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Mary Poppins returns. Still hate that. Stephen Young for Burning and Will Smith for Aladdin. I picked Josh Brolin for Avengers Infinity War. Uh, I think the motion capture and his performance on his face is perfect, beyond perfect. Uh, but Michelle went with Will Smith for Aladdin. So I, I think that is definitely an underdog uh, just because of what Will Smith had to kind of like get out of the shadows of Robin Williams. So we'll see what happens. Uh, next we have Best Supporting Actress in a Film. We have Amber Heard for Aquaman. Cynthia Aviro for Bad Times at the El Royale, Haley Steinfeld for, for Bumblebee, Karen Gillian for Avengers Endgame, we have Naomi Scott for Aladdin, we have Scarlett Johansson for Avengers Endgame, and Zendaya for Spider-Man Far From Home. Michelle picked Zendaya, and Scarlett Johansson is my pick uh, just because. I think even though she doesn't get a whole lot of time on the screen, she does have uh, at least, you know, she, she takes responsibility for all the red in her ledger and sacrifices herself for the greatest good of, of, of the whole uh, plot line here. So, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I would have gone with Zendaya, or Zendaya, potato, tomato, um... But I didn't think she had a whole lot to do in Spider-Man Far From Home. She was basically... There was not much for her to do. So there was not much of her to kind of grasp some good quality scenes for her to have. So, um, Best Thriller Film Release. Uh, Michelle was the only one that was the person that picked. We had Bats Meriden. Bad Times at the El Royale, Destroyer, Grabbed, I'm oh, sorry, Dragged Across Concrete, Greta, Ma, and Searching. Michelle picked Ma. Uh, Ma is also another one that I have not seen, but it's on my queue to request um, that movie. Alright, so moving on to television awards. Now we're going into Best Actor in a Streaming Presentation. So we have Charlie Cox for Daredevil, we have David Tennant for Good Omens, Henry Thomas for The Haunting of Hill House, John Krasinski for John Cl Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, John Berthenol for The Marvel's Punisher on Netflix, Penn Bagley for You, and Zac Efron for Extremely Wicked, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile. So my choice, no one else picked, is Charlie Cox. Um, I thought season three overall was a, 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 the best C 
season ending or a series ending, I should say, because we have no more Daredevil. But he gave a great performance for that. Uh, best actor in a television show, a te television series. I'm stumbling here. We have Andrew Lincoln for Walking Dead, Bill Pullman for The Sinner, Grant Gustin, Gustin for The Flash. Oh, this one is hold, trying to hold my notes here. We have Jeffrey Wright for Westworld, Kit Harrington for Game of Thrones, Sam Hugan for Outlander, and Seth MacFarlane for The Orville. So despite the fact that I like The Orville, I did not pick him. I don't think he's that good of an actor, but he's enjoyable. Uh, I was the only one who picked, which was Andrew Lincoln, The Walking Dead. Um, I have not honestly seen the last two seasons, but he's always been consistent. And uh, that's who I would go with. Um, just because it's just a heavy subject matter, and it's perfect. I mean, he does a great job on that. Alright, Best Actress in a Streaming Presentation. We have Carla... Cucino for The Haunting of Hill House, Elizabeth uh, Yal, I'm not sure if it's A-L-A-I-L, Yali, you, um, that's the name of the, the show, Kernan Shipka for The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Kristen Ritter for Jessica Jones, Molly Park Parker for Lost in Space, Natasha Leon for Russian Doll and Suniqua Martin Green for Star Trek Discovery. Guess who I did not pick? <laughs> I did not pick her. And she will not be named any further. I did pick Natasha Leon. I saw one episode of Russian Doll. And I thought the idea was interesting and I thought she was a, a decent character that I'm like, oh, I kinda I kinda dig her. Uh, Kristen Ritter not high in my list for best actress I mean it, it, I would go with maybe season one perhaps because we've never seen that type of uh, superhero going through PST um, as well as having an alcoholic problem basically so but I, I could forget the whole season three thing all right, moving on to Best Actress on a Television Series. Adrian Pilecki for The Orville. Catriona Balfi for The Outlander. Candice Patton for The Flash. Amelia Clark for Game of Thrones. Jodie Whittaker for Doctor Who. Melissa Benoist for Supergirl. And Sandra Oh for Killing Eve. Now, I know Killing Eve is one of those shows that I've listened to other people on podcasts talk about how much they love that show. I have not seen it, but I do like um, what Sandra O oh has done today. But my choice is going to be unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, it is fortunate for me, but I love Melissa Benoist a lot. And I thought the last season for Supergirl was a lot more challenging considering that she actually played a clone of herself, of herself, which is like the Red Sun storyline, but it was a Red Daughter. So, and she did a pretty decent um, European, Ukraine-ish accent. So, I, I will go with that. Um, the one episode I saw Jodie Whittaker for the new Doctor Who, I really didn't, it didn't impress me at all. Amelia Clark, 
you know, she was fine. But that moment of her just making that quick change from, you know, going into battle for a just cause to just um, burning everything down just didn't work at all for me. Candace uh, Patton, I, I, I think they're just there's not enough for her to do other than there was an episode I think maybe this last season if I'm not I could be off maybe it's the one before in which she inherits the flash power and she has her own moment to be a superhero and she loved it and you can always see the kind of not a resentment but it's like it goes nowhere after that you know there's no growth for that character other than being married uh, to to Barry which is not a bad thing, but, you know, you don't see much of their relationship. Other than the fact that, you know, in once, uh, I think it was season four, that they were trying to prevent the death of Iris. So she became the focal point of that long, season-long story arc. But I think this year, even though, um, and I'll talk about this in the next podcast when I talk about all the CW shows and all that, um, she does have at least a little bit more um, drama to play off which was her future daughter not in the present but it didn't have enough scenes that I was just like oh that's who she's really about or just it was just it was almost there it was getting there but it just never kind of nailed it for me and Adrian Pilecki you know I, I love the Orville I love for what it is I will say and again you have to watch the second season, but the last the season finale of, of that season is fantastic. So, up to that point, no, I wouldn't have nominated her. But if I saw more of what I saw in the season finale for the Orville with her, yes, I would have definitely said yes. Um, but again, you have to watch the second season of the Orville. I really can't make it uh, any easier for you. Just go watch it, it's fantastic. All right, best animated uh, series. We have Archer, DuckTales, we have Family Guy, Star Wars Resistance, and The Simpsons. Uh, You know, out of all this, there was a time that I actually liked all these shows. And there was a time that I don't watch these shows too. I mean, Archer, I kind of stopped many seasons ago not that I didn't want to continue with it it's just there's just too much to watch DuckTales is not my cup of tea that's yours Mr. Gene if I remember correctly or not I could be Darkwing Duck I could be getting my ducks not all in a row that's probably why it's all wrong uh, Family Guy every once in a while I do have to turn on to a good episode of Family Guy and laugh my ass off Star Wars Resistance really didn't catch it for me. I tried. And I know just like with uh, Rebels, it took like a season to kind of get into the characters and the storyline. This one just didn't get it for me. And The Simpsons, seriously? Even when I was watching this back in like the mid-80s, I was like, I enjoy this and I love you know the Halloween uh, horror uh, episodes that they do, the Treehouse Terrors. But come on, it's like two generations later, practically, that this show is still on. I can't believe this. And still, there's no reason for me to watch. So, but again, out of all that, Family Guy wins. 
All right, best fantasy television series. We have American Gods, Charmed, Game of Thrones, Outlander, The Good Place, The Good Witch, The Magicians, and The Outpost. Mr. Gene and I both picked Game of Thrones. Um, I probably would have picked American Gods if I did see it. Uh, I know Outlander also is another good series, but I have not seen it, so I'm going with what I saw. So even though I came to the show not so much late, but after it had its finale, binged through the last couple of seasons within a week, I was fine with it. You know, it wasn't the greatest, but it was enjoyable. Best performance in a television series. We have Ed Spielers from Outlander. Jeffrey Dean Morgan for The Walking Dead. John Cryer for Supergirl. Rainer Bach for Better Call Saul. Sidney Lemon for The Fear of the Walking Dead. And Tanya Pinkins for The Fear of the Walking Dead. Fear of the Walking Dead, after the first season, I have not seen it since. Not that I don't want to. Again, too much out there. I have not watched more episodes of Better Call Saul after the first one. Same problem with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He is fantastic as Negan, but I have not seen him for almost two seasons. <clears throat> and then, of course, uh, Ed Spieler, I haven't seen Outlander, which leaves, not by default, like, alright, fine, we'll go with you, John. But it was more about John Cryer um, exceeding my expectations of being Lex Luthor. And even though he was in the man of uh, Superman, uh, the quest for peace, number four, and played the the son, not son, the nephew of Lex Luthor, Lenny Luthor, and it was kind of a bumbling idiot like an Otis. John surprised me to be a fantastic and his own Lex Luthor among all the others. His is really good. Really happy about that. Best horror television. We have Discovery of Witches, America Horror Story, Apocalypse, Fear of the Walking Dead. NOS 482, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Preacher, Supernatural, The Walking Dead, What We Do in the Shadows. Mr. Gene picked The Walking Dead. No, you've never seen any episodes of The Walking Dead because you're chicken. But I would have picked it too because it's still a good quality show. But What We Did in the Shadows is my pick only because it's not that it's a horror show. It has horror elements, but it's more comedic. Um, it's an, it's a very funny, tongue-in-cheek. Um, uh, it's a documentary. Oh my God! What's the the term? And I'm I'm gonna kill myself when I come back to it at this podcast as I'm listening to myself be stumbling. That it's a fake documentary, and I can't think of the term right now. But when I listen to it, it's like, oh, that's a term, idiot telling myself as I'm listening to myself edit. Alright. But I do recommend watch What We Do in the Shadows. Fantastic. Both the movie and the TV series. Alright. Best television te um, best science fiction television series. Counterpart. Doctor Who. Krypton. Manifest. Roswell, New Mexico. The 100. The Orville. Westworld. Mr. Gene picked Westworld. Because you've seen all of them. And I picked the Orville, because I've seen all of them. You see how this works? <laughs> but again, I'm curious to see who uh, gets the bigger, uh, the bigger, who gets the nomination for this. I would say also Westworld might get it, but I'm hoping that 
the Orville gets it. Just to kind of like give that thumb in the eye to Discovery. Alright, best streaming horror and thriller series. We have Castle Rock, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Stranger Things, The Handmaid's Tale, The Haunting of Hill House, The Twilight Zone, and You. So for me, Season 3 of Stranger Things, really, really good. I, and no one else picked anything else. Um, I tried to get into Castle Rock. I, I'm not that much of a Stephen King fan to pick up on all the little Easter eggs that he was doing. But I know people that might enjoy this series just because they, are, they know more about that world than I do. Alright. Best streaming science fiction action and fantasy series. We have Black Mirror, Good Omens, Lost in Space, Russian Doll, Star Trek Discovery, The Expanse, and Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. For me, I picked Good Omens. I really, really enjoyed Good Omens. It's only six episodes, and that's it. There's no more after that. There's no season two, three, four, whatever. It's just, it just gets wrapped up. And that's fine. And that's all something you need to do. You don't need to make more out of, uh, what's the term? Much ado about nothing. So I'm kind of happy about that. Best streaming superhero series. We have DC's Doom Patrol. DC's Swamp Thing. Cancelled. Marvel's Daredevil. Cancelled. Jessica Jones. Cancelled. Marvel's Runaway. I think it's still on the air. We have The Punisher. Cancelled. And the Umbrella Academy. Mr. Gene and I both picked DC's Doom Patrol. Um, if you listen to the last podcast in which we're talking about um, Titans, we both love Doom Patrol. So you may want to listen to our last podcast talking about Titans Season 2, Episode 1. Next, we have the best superhero adaptation for a television series. We have Arrow, Black Lightning. We have DC's. Legends of Tomorrow, Gotham, Marvel's Cloak and Dagger, Supergirl, and The Flash. And this one I'm going to call you out, Mr. Gene, because I know you've only seen like maybe an episode or two of Gotham. I've seen more of Gotham. I would not consider Gotham to be a superhero adaptation, considering you're not doing anything with a superhero. You're dealing with the setting of a city, not so much a hero. But in any case, that was his pick. And for me, I'm going with my girl, Supergirl. Alright, Best Supporting Actor in a Streaming Presentation. We have Doug Jones in Star Trek Discovery. Ethan Peck, which is Spock for Star Trek Discovery. Oh, 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 oh. I should go my laptop. Okay. Matthew Jenkins for Lost in Space. Michael Sheen for Good Omens. Michael Huseman for The Haunting of Hill House, Timothy Hunton for A Haunting of Hill House, and Wilson Cruz for Star Trek Discovery. I kind of picked Doug Jones as my pick, but I'm kind of like, I should have picked Michael Sheen for Good Omens, but I'll stick with Doug Jones. Alright, coming up almost close to the end. We have Best Supporting Actor on a Television Series. We have... David Harwood for Supergirl, Ed Harris at West, uh, Westworld, Jonathan Banks for Better Call Saul, Carrie Payton for The Walking Dead, Lenny James for The Fear of the Walking Dead, Nikolai uh, Coster Waldo, Waldo 
for Game of Thrones and Peter Dinklage for Game of Thrones. Peter is my guy through and through. He's been consistent all the way. Best Supporting Actress in a Streaming Presentation. Uh, we have Deborah Ann Wall for Marvel's Daredevil, Ellen Page for The Umbrella Academy, Maya Hawk, Stranger Things, Parker Posey for Lost in Space, Sissy Spacek for Castle Rock, Taylor Russell for Lost in Space, and Rattaria Ped Pedridi for The Haunting of Hill House. So I did pick Deborah Ann Wall. I thought Karen uh, Page was fantastic. In Overall, her character is fantastic. I think season three, she goes up against Kingpin on his turf, and she really digs into him, and she's got a set on her, and I'm really loving the, what she was able to deliver, so, so I'm definitely giving it all to her. Uh, best Supporting Actress on a Television Series, we have Diane Guerrero, Guerrero, can't pronounce her name, but it's from The Walking Dead. God, Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones. Lena Headley, Hetty. It's like Hedley, Hedley Mar, Hedley Lamar. That's Hetty. Uh, Game of Thrones. Melissa McBride for Walking Dead. Rhea Seahorn for Better Call Saul. Sophie Skelton, Skelton for The Outlanders, and Sophie Turner for Game of Thrones. Here I picked Sophie Turner for Game of Thrones. And last, we have Best Younger Actor on a Television Series. Benjamin Wart Wadsworth for Deadly Class. Cameron Kouf or Kufay. Uh, Krypton. Cole Sprouse for Riverdale. David Mazals for Gotham. J.K. Appa for Riverdale. Maisie Williams for Game of Thrones. And Tosin Cole for Doctor Who. And here I'm going with Maisie Williams again. I thought she had a great, fantastic arc, and out of all of them, I thought she was given a lot to do, and what she was given, she did a fantastic job with it. All right, so the rest had like these weird DVD awards that I'm like, well, had I bought these DVDs and saw how they gave this kind of that special treatment for their collection. I would have been, yeah, 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 I would go vote for that, but I haven't bought DVDs in a while, let alone something that I could talk about in, in, on that uh, end of the, the nominations that, uh, for the Saturn Awards. But, you know, that's a lot of categories in itself, so it's quite intimidating, but again, it's not about how many you get overall, it's just about, about how many you got right versus the percentage of how many you picked. So, we shall see, and then we'll talk about this next week, and we'll talk about the results, and hopefully Mr. Jay can join us. If not, it'll be me back again talking about the sci-fi news for that week. So, again, you can always email me at monstersci-fi-show at gmail.com. You can always visit my various social sites on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. I'm everywhere. So again, thank you for listening to me and to the Monster Sci-Fi Show podcast. It's sci-fi from a certain point of view. Good night. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. 
Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. <laughs>